How y'all doing? This is uh, Impact Africa Network. Actually, it's not Impact Africa Network. This is Chini Omaji Podcast. This is Chini Omaji Podcast <laughs> by Impact Africa Network. Yes. Let's get that right. Yeah, so you're here with Mumbi and Mark. Yes. Yeah, we're super excited for this piece. This is something we've wanted to do for the longest time, so I'll just let Mark do a small intro, then we can get started. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this is one of those things where we will continuously be talking about yeah. because I really believe that it is the key driver of of performance or or or, or not or otherwise um, culture 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 is everything and you know today we will be you know, last week the endeavor report came out that um, basically did a, a an analysis between the performance in the silicon savannah ecosystem and the bangalore ecosystem yeah. And they did uh, an analysis as to uh, how those ecosystems look like and the results that they have created. And one of the things that uh, basically the, the, the underlying kind of like the headline of that whole thing is that Bangalore has created scaled up tech companies yeah. and uh, Silicon Savannah has not. Right. We have struggled to actually perform within the same time frame. Despite having uh, a lot of uh, inputs, for example, grant funding and um, uh, a lot of, of spaces inter- and hubs, yeah, and, yeah, you know, exactly interventions yeah. and, and accelerators and hubs and, and all kinds of you know energy and capital coming in, uh, we have not been able to to manifest those into into performance, right? Uh, as as they ex- as would have been expected. And the other things that uh, stood out to us in that article was this idea that they pointed out that you know. In Silicon Savannah, there's a whole, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's, there is a bunch of expert entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. They also talked about the, what else did they talk about? Um, a couple of other things that I wanted to, uh, micro businesses. There's a bunch of micro businesses okay. as opposed to companies that, that scale. Um, and then there's also the lack of experienced entrepreneurs participating in, in influential positions, right? Yeah. And my view on that is those are actually symptoms. Right, those are actually symptoms of an underlying issue, which you know we are going to unpack today. At least we're going to try and unpack. What What are your thoughts, Mumbi? Yeah, that's exactly it. So I think I was super excited when I ran into that that report, because it was everything we had been talking about. But then finally having numbers and facts, like actual facts on the ground attached to that, for me was super exciting, and. Just to give a bit more context, when you look at, for example, Bangalore and uh, Nairobi, there's a very clear comparison as to, I think we'll also share this with you, but then there's a very clear comparison as to how the ecosystems have grown. So for Bangalore, they were talking about how there's this company called Infosys that had all these employees who interacted with it from the minute it started to the minute it grew to become this big thing. Then all this, or rather not all, but a good number of these people who were who went through this process, other people who went out to you know, start other companies, they had some sort of direct influence on the starting of other startups and other companies. And, mm-hmm. you know, they can clearly show that in a, in a, in a sort in of a, a circular... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Then they were showing now, you know, the contrast for that in Nairobi, where the most influential, influential ecosystem actors had zero to very little entrepreneurial experience. They had probably not worked in a startup. Though it was very clear in the comparison. And then they go on to even give 
recommendation and, and all that. I think we've shared this on our social media, so we'll definitely share this again. I think it's very important for anyone who's in the startup eco, whether you're a startup founder, you're just a startup uh, supporter, it's very important for you to to kind of go through this. Yeah, and yeah. that's a very interesting thing. If you look at, the, you bring a very uh, important point, yeah. which is former employees of Infosys went out there and founded companies. Yeah. So they actually developed their experience and then they went out and did stuff and it's kind of grew like that. I think right now, you know, if you look at our ecosystem, we have a couple of companies that are starting to develop those types of cultures or at least uh, the beginnings of those types of things. We've got Africa Stocking that is creating a very unique culture. Exactly. And and then we have Cellulant, obviously, mm-hmm. that ha- has done the same thing too. So the question becomes, will these, will these two companies birth in the next round of entrepreneurs over the next 10 years, right? It's, it's yet to be seen. But look, we're talking about what has happened over the last 10 years. Um, um, if we have not been able to actually, as an ecosystem, perform to the level of, as expected, you know, we, kinda, we have to really kind of look deeper than um, just uh, some of those kind of objective truths. For example, like, okay, we haven't had an emphasis in this market, and so we haven't had people going out. But is that all that it takes to actually build an ecosystem? Do you have to have a, a mothership first to actually create uh, startups? Uh, I, don't, I don't believe so. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's not, very true. And uh, I think something I also want to mention is how ecosystems grow are very particular to countries. There's no sort of copy-paste type model. It's very particular to, you know, how this, the, the conditions and the situations that are ongoing yeah it's very particular to sorry for that yeah man it's very particular to the conditions in the country mm-hmm. and that's exactly what mark is saying it's it, it may have worked for them but then here we have a very different situation so what are we going to do with the sort of situation that we have so that's what we do yeah yeah and, and so we, we thought we would take a look at another ecosystem and, and say let's get another control situation right and see what other ecosystems are out there and how have they performed and how have they grown and what's 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 going on because you know people can say that Bangalore has a 1.2 billion I mean yeah, yeah. 1.2 billion population market at hand in the in, in India to yeah. actually sell into so you can actually it's easily quote unquote yeah. scale up companies but you know is there another ecosystem that has the same quote unquote market challenges that we think we do because i don't believe we have a market challenge i just think we have a a vision challenge right (laughs) (laughs) we just have a vision challenge here because if you look at the two companies that we mentioned africa stocking and cellulant they're executing a trans a pan-african uh market uh plan so we we don't have a market challenge uh we just have a perception and an understanding challenge i I believe so if we, we we what we decided to do is look somewhere else to find a control uh situation and we looked at the tel aviv ecosystem in in israel and there's a documentary online that you should definitely take a look at just on YouTube, just uh, search for Israel yeah. ecosystem, and yeah. I think it'll be one of the first ones that come. Yeah, should be like up. the second one. Yeah, eye opening. Yeah. I mean, this is something that will kind of, for all intents and purposes, put everything in your face in terms of just being able to say, "Wow, okay, this is an ecosystem that has some operating conditions that are very challenged." Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they have a population of eight million people in Israel. They um, have no local market surrounding them, right? Their market is North America. Exactly. Right? And, and yeah, they, currently they're actually the biggest startup ecosystem outside of the U.S. 
with around they're saying up to over a thousand early stage startups like literally they have the most startups per capita in the world (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy that means they were actually talking in the documentary and saying that if you threw a stone you'd hit a startup like everywhere you go everyone you know works in a startup like it's it's just everywhere it's just how they operate yeah and the interesting thing is we also have a ton of startups here exactly but qualitatively i can tell you the type of problems they are working on and the type of uh, the the guy in that in that uh, documentary talks about it they go they have deep technology kind of their 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 their, their tech talent is they basically dominate the whole information security exactly. um, market right out of 1500 uh, in, in, out of 1,500 uh, information security startups globally, I think they had something like 450 or some crazy yeah, number like that. Exactly, and that's because the Israeli uh, um, army, you know, basically everybody has, has, has every single citizen has to go through um, mandatory military service. I think it's three years or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, I think it was two. Okay, yeah, but for a good amount of time. Right. Yeah, and they they, they develop a couple of things. They develop that uh, they get access to that uh, technical knowledge, mm-hmm. and they also develop. Uh, this leadership skills that they come up with. But the point is that you're right. They have an abundance of, of, of startups, mm-hmm. right? A proliferation of startups, an inundation of startups, but it's the quality of the startups. Exactly. And that's why they are the number two destination for global venture capital, right? So we were wow. going through some of the issues that they, they face. Some of the, the operating environment, 8 million people, mm-hmm. no ready local market, mm-hmm. geographically speaking, and um, hostile neighbors, right? Exactly. The Middle East is not the most... <laughs> in the middle of... Uh, yeah, a <laughs> lot. Yeah. The Middle East is not the most peaceful place in the world. Yeah. Uh, but these people out here being the number two ecosystem in the world. Exactly. Right? So we thought like we would say, okay, what is it? That, what is it? Mm-hmm. Right? Like what makes them different? And uh, so we have... The, we, we thought we'd kind of dive into a couple of things. Maybe the technical capabilities mm-hmm. in the ecosystem, which we've kind of touched on a little bit. Yeah. And then also dive into the more nuanced kind of like soft stuff, which mm-hmm. is the culture, right? Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, we've talked already a bit about their tech talent, the yeah, deep tech exactly. talent. And, and that's exactly it, because uh, if you compare from what we were seeing on the documentary, they were talking about them, like pretty much a huge amount of the population having like, you know, all these te- technical capabilities. And actually, most companies were coming to hire there, such that as of now they have like four percent unemployment, which is not even healthy for any nation at this point because that means there's literally no one else left to hire, and and that that says a lot because of course startups have to flow with talent. That's that's a fact. Mm-hmm. So you see, but then at the same time, just to kind of this is a bit I'm spiraling a bit, but then um, they were talking about how. This also can tend to be a choke point for some startups in terms of if a big company is coming and looking to hire and I am a startup, then it becomes a bit of a problem trying to figure out, you know, trying to get to get the talent, trying to attract the talent to the, you know, to the very, very early stage startup. So that was just a random problem they were having. But then, you know, coming back to the point, it was more on, you know, there's this talent everywhere and plenty, plenty, plenty of talent and with that speciality focus here. Right. And I think we... we from a comparative standpoint, mm-hmm. we have talent as well. Yeah. Right? We have people come from JKU exactly. We have people coming from KU. We have people coming from Nairobi University. Mm-hmm. Like the talent me. is there. <laughs> like Mumbi, right? Yeah, like me. So the, tal- the talent is, is, is there. Yeah. Uh, we have a, a bigger population than they do. So just exactly. in terms of raw numbers, we probably would have the same numbers of, of, of uh, engineers mm-hmm. uh, in the market. 
Um, the other thing that they talked about was startup experienced advisors. Exactly. They have they have already they have the situation where people who've actually been there done that, whether it's in Silicon Valley mm-hmm. or in other part in other ecosystems, are available to actually advise these startups, and those startups are uh, uh, benefit from that. Um, and when you look at our ecosystem, mm-hmm. I guess this is part of what the Endeavor report was talking about. You know, you know what, what's when you compare on, on, on apples to apples comparison, what's up? What do we look like when it comes to experienced startup so advisors? The, actually, the guy said something I loved. He said, here we make experienced founders the heroes. That stuck with me. Because ideally, I think that is something we are still not doing. It also extra, it, it's also tied to the fact that we've not had too many success stories. But then at the same time, we don't need a million success stories to, to start you know, that process. So it's more of being very actively aware to ensure that you know the right people, or rather, the people with the experience, or the people deploying the, like deploying this knowledge to other people, you know, to other younger startup founders. So that's the that's something that's definitely missing here. Yeah. Yeah, but let's be careful about saying mm-hmm. what experienced startup founders are. I I take experience to be somebody who's actually started something. Yeah. And even if it, it does, it's not about the results. Right? So we have a lot of people who have started exactly. stuff here mm-hmm. and they have valuable experience and they talked about that too. They talked about the fact that they, if you have actually tried to start a company and it didn't work out, mm-hmm. they embrace you. They're like, yo, you have experience that I need. Come and help me do this thing. And that's exactly it, Mark, because that's, that's actually where I was headed. Because okay. ideally, experience does not mean... Success. Exactly. Quote, unquote, in terms of... Yeah, right. and that's why I'm actually very careful about using the word successful founders as opposed to experienced founders. Because I've started businesses, but then I know some few things that someone else who's about to go through that doesn't, doesn't know. know. And that's exactly... So it's, and you've it's been literally very everyone, yeah. everyone who's a step ahead, that's an experienced founder. Right. So that's what it means. Right. So having people with this entrepreneurial experience now that's that's a key that's what you're talking yeah. about and you know it's it's so real because mm-hmm. we tend and this ties down to maybe some other cultural yeah thing. exactly we only elevate people who appear to be doing well mm-hmm. we only follow follow people like that i mean that's a thing here in in, in silicon Savannah, which is very different than, than it's them. actually like an, an african thing i've told you a story before how i have a friend who, who's, who's, who's running a startup in Nigeria and was doing this e-commerce platform and then it failed and you know he was he reached out he's like you tell me what to do and I was telling him no this is okay this just means you know what not to do the next time and for him that he, he literally texted me the words our culture does not forgive it's 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 more of this culture of you started this thing now you failed now you're a failure go get a job <laughs> or go do your masters you know but then that's that's not that's not how it works that's it's not more how it works of, in the real world. so they yeah. were talking for Tel Aviv they were talking about how some of the most successful startups are people who failed two three four times, times. and then and like the fifth time is like the charm and you know right. and that doesn't exist here it's right. more of you failed uh, okay, and you're done yeah. and it's so I mean that's such an important important element mm-hmm. right. To understand that if you're an entrepreneur out there listening to this, you are basically, um, you're basically taking, um, you're, you're, you're practicing, mm-hmm. okay? Exactly. Your, your first one, two, or three, you're practicing. You're, you're, you're out there in the field try, getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it depends on how you perceive that and how you look at that. I actually have failed at uh, at least two businesses. Mm-hmm. Um you know, in the States, when, I, when, when the undersea cable came to Kenya and we had this whole BPO explosion, I actually launched a company when I was in Silicon Valley. The idea was the company would provide outsourced uh, sales support 
uh, for Silicon Valley startups. Mm -hmm. I actually hired five people here mm -hmm. in the market and I was training them at night. Mm -hmm. Well, at night over there, in the morning over here. Mm -hmm. So I was working a full-time job and trying to actually start Such, this company yeah. and actually looking looking for customers during the day while mm -hmm. trying to do my, my nine to five. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So, and I, you know, I, I, I got my first contract. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, went into the Christmas holidays and everybody just shuts down. Mm -hmm. And when everybody came up for here in January, it was just like, you know, that contract was gone. I was just going after my first contract mm -hmm. and uh, it, it just it just didn't happen. And you cannot side hustle mm -hmm. if you're trying to do stuff at a, at a level of, of excellence mm -hmm. or a level of where people have high expectations. Yeah. Ain't gonna cut it, man. Yeah. I've, I've been down that road, tried it, um, and I just gotta tell you, man. Like, <laughs> you know what? What I learned from I, I learned from that. What mm -hmm. the one thing I took away from that is, you are not going to build something um, meaningful mm -hmm. where people have high expectations of your service mm -hmm. or product on a side hustle mm -hmm. tip. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah. Right? So that's so one of the, that's, that's one also thing. another key thing. It still comes back to the culture. It still comes back to the culture. But let's yeah. keep, let's keep going down this this. Um, list of some of the uh some of the elements that they that they pulled out of we pulled out of that mm -hmm. uh documentary so we've talked about startup experience advisors funding so uh, funding was also something that they actually tackled 20 years ago the government of israel kind of yeah. put Started a matching fund yeah they put a matching fund program yeah. for for to encourage local angels mm -hmm. to put money into startups the interesting thing is, there was a very interesting line that one of those um, one of those folks in the in the documentary said. Some founders were like, "Yeah, I don't need that matching fund. I'm good." You know what? Because they were building products that people wow. invested. <laughs> you see, people get this thing backwards. Yeah, it is not about capital per mm -hmm. se. Capital is fuel. Capital is a tool. Exactly. You've got to get to a point where your business can attract capital to do something meaningful. Mm -hmm. It is not capital will help you figure out your business model. Mm -hmm. No, capital will actually only come, especially in our ecosystem where we exist today, mm -hmm. capital will only come to you if you have actually proven your business, business model. model. You exactly. have traction and you have a clearly defined, disciplined path to growth. Mm -hmm. Anything else that you're coming and having these ideas, ideas are not what the napkin they've been written on. We can give you a ton of ideas and you can go pitch them yeah. and you'll just be wasting your time. Exactly. That was very interesting for me. The guy said a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs in, in, in that, uh, in a lot of founders and they said they, they, they basically didn't want to take the money, right? Because they knew what they were building, you know, they could, uh, they could actually get to traction yeah. and actually attract real valuable venture capital because also that, that capital maybe did not come with any kind of strategic support yeah. in terms of entering the North American market, which is what probably what they're building for. Yeah. So it's better for them to go get a VC in North America. Exactly. Let's not get it twisted. Money is not the answer first. Mm -hmm. the, first, the answer is actually product market fit. Exactly. Is actually having a solution that can actually, when you put money behind it, mm -hmm. it'll perform. Exactly. Anyway, I'm kind of getting on my, <laughs> on my... <laughs> I I, I, That's exactly it, because we've talked about this before. Right. Yeah, so yeah. understand the importance, and I think we've seen it over and over again. All the time. In, in the market. And I have also been a culprit of this back in my startup days, you know, where you have this idea, then you think, oh, I'm going to get money to Pitch implement this. <laughs> No, it's more implement, prove, wrap it up, then then go sell something. Yeah. Such that I'm giving you money to go do X, Y, Z. Very clearly. Right, precisely. Yeah. So awesome. that's exactly it, yeah. Um, so, so, okay, so the other thing too. So let's let's go into some of the more nuanced things, which I thought was very interesting. The culture, the culture aspect of it. Exactly. So <clears throat> did we talk already about how they had to do military service? They had to do yeah, mandatory military mentioned, service. Yeah, we mentioned that. Uh, and this is what we call is a leadership creation machine, right? Exactly. Every single 
person once they hit a certain age, I don't know if it's 18 or 19, somewhere Once you just finished, I think it's high school, you know going to university, straight ahead to Three years the military, military service. then after that you can go do your thing. What that creates is an amazing mentality, mm-hmm. an amazing mindset. It's a mindset. Mindset shift 101. Right. That's exactly it. And I think that's probably one of their secret, mm-hmm. secret superpowers. Yeah. Right? Because they have this population of people who are doers. Mm-hmm. This population of people who have esprit de corps, as they mm-hmm. call it. Like, we're in this together. Mm-hmm. You know, a bunker mentality. Mm-hmm. It's not, oh, uh, they, they, <laughs> I think that whole process just cleanses your bullshit. Yeah. Right? If I can call a spade a spade. No, it's, it's very true, by right? Because for me, I think the two things I picked up, I think you just actually mentioned both of them. It's a collaboration aspect. They're used to working as a team. It's the army. Everything you do, you together. see your people, is, it's your battalion, man. It's your, they say your dudes, you're doing it together. And the other thing was mindset. That you leave feeling invincible. It's more of, I can, do, I can do everything. I can do anything. Right. So it's, you don't, you don't even you have... You don't cut corners. Yeah, exactly. And even how you're seeing things, that's actually a third thing, discipline. Yeah, that's exactly. exactly it. Right. You're disciplined in your approach, disciplined in your execution, disciplined in your operations. That's exactly it. Right. You're not yeah. trying to kind of be slick with yeah. it. Right. You're like, okay, what do we need to do? Mm-hmm. Let's go do that. Exactly. Right? It's not like, oh, but you know, somehow maybe I'll slip this under the, the, the rug, which mm-hmm. is something that is endemic yeah. in our society. That's right? exactly it. Yeah. Um, so, and then this other thing that the, the very supportive culture, mm-hmm. you know, you know, everybody's kind of like rooting for one another. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? And, you know, you compare that with our, our culture here, right? Wouldn't you say that we root for one another so, like that? I don't know. This, this just reminded <laughs> me of, of something. Uh, we'll, we were actually having a discussion, I think, last week about, you know, the idea where when you're, when you're building something, you're very quiet with it until... It's, it's a secret. It's a secret because... Because you, you want to only show it once it's successful. That's, that's like a thing. That's why you'll see most people who are founders, even when you check their LinkedIn profiles, has nothing to do with them <laughs> being, crazy. being a founder. <laughs> Ideally, it's because it's, it's, it's a culture of bashing because I don't want to talk about it until I know it's worked. Because if I, if I talk about it, then it fails, then it's more of, uh, now you, yeah. you know. Yeah. So if you have that culture of support where you know even if it fails... Being a safe space. Yeah, exactly. That's actually it. It's it's actually that mentality. You need to be in a safe space for you to feel that you can put yourself out there. Exactly. And this is so interesting because yeah. I mean we were you know I'm I'm working with one of uh, one of our portfolio companies mm-hmm. that we're supporting and, and and advising. And this founder, if you looked at her LinkedIn, mm-hmm. had nothing to do with founder or CEO yeah. of X Y company. Mm-hmm. She had something like it was something completely. I don't know what it was. It was like a digital professional <laughs> or something oh, like that okay. and i was like what are you doing don't do that you know own this own own it own be it, about man. it and you know what's interesting i also know another uh, another very cool um uh, experienced local business guy he's also a, a returnee mm-hmm. maybe 10 years ago built a company uh and and, and exited and he was saying, because I was telling him, hey, listen, I want to do a press run and actually start talking about some of the things that we're doing with Impact Africa Network, you know, because it's really about being visible and starting to call a spade a spade and being out there. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, man, I don't know if that's a good idea, you know, because, you know, people here, you know, they'll shy away from you until you have a win. I'm like, I'm winning. I'm alive. I, <laughs> that's, 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 I think that's exactly it. It's, for me, actually, like, when we were talking, I just realized, that's it. It's a culture, you're not feeling safe. People it's a culture of bashing. People don't feel so safe. So you need, you need to, to reach a level where you're comfortable with failure. You, it's not a thing, because we need this, to guy was, this guy was talking about how 
entrepreneurs are like-minded because they're all I don't want to say crazy but then it's like you're just delusional. delusional. And that was exactly it. You're delusional to believe that you build this thing where thousands of people will be looking for you and you'll you know exceed all odds to build this amazing thing. We have thing a perfect and... example of this in our yeah. ecosystem. Ken Jeong. Yeah. Dude was delusional for many years. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, 9 years to be precise, man. He <laughs> was delusional for a long time. Yeah. But you know what? Look look where he's at right now, exactly. right? Um so and, and and the thing is it's this idea that we bash each other a lot, mm-hmm. right? You know, I've been bashed I've taken my fair share of bashings <laughs> from the ecosystem and I look at them and I'm like, what the hell? So uh, anyway, I don't want to go into violent <laughs> stories, but it's so interesting that people actually, it's, you wonder, are they trying to root for each other to fail? What's the deal? I've never understood because for me, I see anyone who's aligned in the type of, in my thinking, in, in where I want to see the ecosystem and where I want to see startups should be the people I keep closest. So if anyone came and was trying to do something, that, that my first instinct would be support. Like, right. what can I do? Right. Man, like, yeah. tell me I'm not, there. Not, not, not hide in the bushes and wait to see oh, what's going to happen. And then when they say, you see them succeeding you, succeeding, you jump out and say, hey, how you doing? What's going on? No, but like, yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's exactly the, the issue because now startups are in that level. You can't only talk to startups when they, you know, they need support from a very, very, very young are, yeah, age. Yeah, and startups yeah. are people. Startups yeah. are human beings. Exactly. They're not a concept. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're, they're real-life human beings. Yeah. Anyway, let's kind of move back to the, ne- to, to the next thing. And they, they had this thing about chutzpah. Oh, I love it. Cajones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she just have the balls. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. She just, she just said that. That's awesome. I know. <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah. yeah, it's okay when I say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were saying you have to have chutzpah. Yeah, which exactly. is Which is kind of like this, This um, yeah, it, it, it's just... I'm going to do it mm-hmm. and I'm going to put myself out there mm-hmm. and I'm going to go after it. Yeah, I'm going to take that risk. Right, but it's, yeah. it's related to that safe space. Mm-hmm. You know, we, are, we do not, we, I don't believe our entrepreneurs feel, feel backed. Mm-hmm. I feel like they, 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 they feel like they're jumping off a ledge and if nobody's there to kind of, you know, blow the wind beneath their wings and support them and if they fall, they'll actually come and pick them up and say, hey, that's awesome. You give it a good shot. Come mm-hmm. and work at my company. You have experience. Exactly. People see failure as, man, you are, you have leprosy, yep. right? And so it's very difficult to have chutzpah, mm-hmm. right? If you have a very kind of pernicious environment. It's very true. Right? That's actually exactly it. And that it just brings us back to the mindset and the, it's, it's, at this point, you start to wonder, is it a cultural shift that needs to happen? Is it, I don't it's know. It's a cultural shift. It's yeah. a cultural shift. Let me tell you the truth. Silicon Savannah doesn't have technical challenges. Mm-hmm. Market, venture, mm-hmm. talent. We have a cultural issue. Mm-hmm. We need a cultural transformation. Mm-hmm. We have too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we have too many uh, people who are, I don't know, I, it's hard for me to describe this even to even, call it out because it's when I, when, you, when you're in Silicon Valley you feel like supported you feel like you're part of a society mm-hmm. you feel like you know what people understand people will back you over here everybody's on their own and if I'm not friends with you I am kind of like almost your enemy okay I get <laughs> it's it freaking weird. Yeah. which is oh man I don't even know what to do with that we'll figure it out yeah. that's what that's what we that's what impact african network is yeah, about. we are creating a network of of believers yeah right people who you know are committed to the african development project at at, at the meta level and yeah. that's at that level right and then yeah and i think what gives me i want to call it hope is the if you look at all the different ecosystems it didn't take a thousand people no it does not 
those those ten founders will go through our first cohort. Those like it just keeps growing from there, keeps right. growing from there. The network and all the people just need a small group of people who have the understanding and who have the vision, and that's it. And the commitment, man. Yeah. And the commitment. You know, I actually did a tweet storm today mm-hmm. about like it's about paying forward. Mm-hmm. It's about depositing first value into a system mm-hmm. without expecting anything back. Exactly. We don't have a tradition of that, mm-hmm. right? We actually, our social capital bank account is bankrupt yeah. because people are always looking to extract. And people always say, oh, the government is corrupt. No, people on the streets are corrupt yeah. because corruption really is about trying to get something before you actually put something in or trying to get something more than you actually you put need. in. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we need to kind of flip the script because at the end of the day, we are robbing our own selves. The ecosystem will create companies that will create jobs that will create wealth. And the way this starts is by people, first of all, put, willing, being willing to put in Rohosafi mm-hmm. without expecting anything back because that process of giving is actually receiving. We have been robbed of our souls. I mean, I, I just got to be honest with you. There's a, there's a lot of awesome people in Nairobi. Mm-hmm. I mean, but people are exhausted and, 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 and kind of now they're clutching, they're, 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 they're snatching from, from, from each other. There's mm-hmm. this kind of like, oh, man, I don't know. It's, it's exhausting for people. And, and it's, I just don't believe that's who we are. Yeah. You know, we got to turn this ship around, yeah. you know, on a cultural level. You know, that's actually very true. I I think you've said it all. Yeah, <laughs> that was deep, man. I I don't know because so I'm calling out to the to the founders out here who are doing things. You know, we need to circle the wagons, man. Yeah, we're not trying to be the stars in the ecosystem in Africa Network. We want to partner with founders out here right now. <laughs> Some of you folks that I have had conversations with, I'm calling out to you guys because we are actually our program has a, a, a startup school where you guys will be necessary to come and deploy your knowledge, where you can come and share with the emerging founders to teach them your nuanced experiences that, you know, nobody else can do it. Exactly. So this is an open embrace, you know, let's do this thing together. Yeah. Anyway, let me get off my my pasta. (laughs) No, but that's exactly it. And and honestly, if... It's one of the things, I, I know I'd said this before, like you can do sort of a copy-paste ecosystem thing, but then there are very clear things that work. There are very clear yeah. underlying factors that and it's work. it's culture. It's culture. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. and then there are a couple of things. We're almost done here. We have, we have 30 minutes. We, tr- we try and keep things to 30 minutes, but this is a very important uh, yeah. session. So we and keep I think going. we'll actually be doing another one about this very yeah. soon. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> the other thing that, that stood out too was startups are more admired than big corporate jobs. <laughs> yeah, I think we have a long way to go for that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like startups actually in Tel, in Tel Aviv, startups are like the thing to do. Yeah, it's not Safcom and all these other kind of big corporate banking mm-hmm. thingies. Mm-hmm. That's like dinosaur stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's build the future. Mm-hmm. That's what they are about. Okay. So it's not like you know. To me, that's like awesome. Like in Silicon Valley, for example, you know, um, yeah, there's two types of people. There's people who like to work at Google mm-hmm. and there's people who leave Google to go do startups. Yeah. Right? There are two types of mentalities. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, the reality is, man, startups are, are sexy in Tel Aviv. In Silicon Savannah? They're not. So here's the thing, Mark. Because for me, I, I always tend to go back to where does it all start? So when, when do you first think, hey, I'm going to build a startup? Starts in university, to be, all, to be honest. So that's, a, that's where the seed is planted. And in my head, I keep asking myself, I've been thinking about it a lot. I went to JQuart and every event, not even a big event, even a small meeting had a banner from GE 
had a banner from Intel, had a banner from Google, their Intel school partners, student whatever. These people actually work overtime to drive that in. So when I'm graduating, what do I think about? For me, that's 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 what it looks like. So and what are your parents telling you? Exactly, that's what at, they know. Go work at VAT, not, yeah. not Africa Stock. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> actually, have a friend. I think we should totally have her on this podcast. Uh, but then, ideally, that's that's it. I think. And if you are, if because I think one of the things that I, I think we'll go into is working actively to make startups more visible because people cannot worry about things they don't know they about. They don't know about, yeah. Yeah, so people need to see this potential, see this world, because what I've discovered is anyone who actually discovers it never looks back. Right, right. That's yeah. a fact. There are two types of people. Yeah. They're, 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 and look, we're not bashing big corporate. I think yeah. big corporate has a place. At the end of the day, what we're trying to build is more they're big... different people, man. Right, it's, but we're yeah. trying to also build big corporates, yeah, right? Exactly. We're trying to get these startups to become big corporates. Yeah. Corporates have their place and, and, and they, they, they are very valuable in mm-hmm. society. Uh, at the end of the day, we, need, we just need to build the next ones. That's mm-hmm. it. That's the whole point. And so I guess the message there is, God, we, we have to start actually making local startups visible and attractive. We've, mm. got, we've got work to do. Yeah, and you know, attractive <laughs> comes back to culture because there are a bunch of people who go into some startups and I know someone who, who left school, went right into a startup. Culture was horrible. She left. So that's also a whole other. That's another that's one. A that's a whole other. That's a whole other topic. Yeah. That's a whole other topic. Yeah. That's right? a whole other area. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing too is that we came out of that podcast, podcast, mm-hmm. uh, not podcast, that video, uh, that demo- documentary about Tel Aviv is they are unafraid to speak their minds. Mm-hmm. Like people in that society are unafraid to speak their minds. Mm-hmm. Over here, <laughs> you have to be, uh, you know, at a certain. Basically, that's all the way. Yeah, don't draft. It's a hierarchical society. Yeah. You gotta like one ecosystem actor said you gotta earn your stripes. Yeah. What the hell? Seriously, <laughs> if I've got something, if you've got something to contribute, you know, Mumbi is like probably, I don't know, I would say maybe 15, 18 years younger than me or whatever. Oh, oh yeah, by the way. But we are peers. Yeah, we actually don't even, it's not even it's something not even that's ever thing. come up. Right? And yeah. it's because she's smart, she's awesome, she kicks butt, she knows stuff I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yo, I want people like that around me. Exactly. I want people who will, who, 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 will, who will cover my blind spots. Mm-hmm. We cannot have this hierarchical society and expect innovation to happen. That's Where is it going to come from? Exactly. From the old heads? <laughs> and, and that's exactly it. And I, it still just comes back to it. I think it's this culture, 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 culture. But you know, which, which aspect of culture? It is that fear. Yeah. It is that fear of risk, fear of being kind of like, for want of a better term, blackballed mm-hmm. by your seniors. Mm-hmm. You know, all these, oh, man, dude, we have to get over this thing. Mm-hmm. Human beings are, are brains and mm-hmm. brains, you know, are, are dynamic and it's not about their age. Of mm-hmm. course, wisdom comes and experience matters and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But people have, you know, can know stuff mm-hmm. because there's so, there's so much to know nowadays. Yeah, exactly. And no one person can know everything. Mm-hmm. And no one brain can be, fo- can be the one. Mm-hmm. If you're the smartest person in the room all the time... We've actually that talked sucks. about this. I feel like my biggest fear in life is to be the smartest person in the room because that means I'm doing something wrong. What, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you're basically in nursery school yeah. at that point. Yeah, <laughs> and you, like, you need people who are always challenging how you think, challenging your ideas. Yeah. And you they know, feel like they have the freedom see. to yeah. do that. They feel like they have the space, space to actually be, you know, express their views. Exactly. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I actually did a, 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 a video last night and I was just reading a book called... Uh, um, What's that book called? It, Originals. Mm-hmm. And it talks about this phenomenon mm-hmm. where uh, people, uh, the relationship with people and their jobs is their job. Actually, this is not what it was. It was really about how people who suffer the most in society tend to ascribe 
the start of school as a given. Like mm-hmm. this is how life is. Things are done. And so that is actually an emotional painkiller because if you actually were to believe that actually this is unfair, mm-hmm. it would be too painful for you to to deal with it. And so when you look at employees in in Kenya, you know, employees a lot of times you know, they are supposed to be seen and not heard. Just do your job as you've been told. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a hangover from colonialism, man. Because people just show up, do your job, don't ask questions, just do these very mechanical repeat tasks. Mm-hmm. And you always wonder why you, when you, when you interact with people, they always have this glazed look over their eyes. They are, they're kind of like somewhere else mm-hmm. because they're already doing their side hustle, mm-hmm. right? And you look at the loss of productivity and potential in somebody's main nine-to-five scenario organizations and startups and everybody is losing 90% of the potential of their people Mm -hmm. because they are not letting their people be fully present and contribute and add to the pool of understanding and and, and actually be flexible in terms of how they approach their job. Anyway, I I don't want to go into... But that's, you know, you actually just said it. Like, that's that's actually where the side hustle mentality comes from. Because everyone does a job because you need to have a job and some sort of stability, but then it's, I'm also doing this other thing. But in my my thinking... uh, if, if you had a supportive sort of environment, because you'd run into someone, for example, in a, on a call, it's maybe a logistics company. They're working for a logistics company and their side hustle is logistics. So you wonder if, if this was a supportive environment, all this knowledge would be going into this company. But for them, it's more of this is not my life. I'm just here because I have to be right. here. Right. And that's, that's, that's because how people, are, yeah. believe how people are treated. They're mm-hmm. not made to feel part of the story. Exactly. Yeah, they're not made exactly to be, feel they're part of the journey or from, everything from just how you treat people as human beings and valuing them and asking them to contribute and giving them flexible ways to actually do their job, mm-hmm. right? And also, and also sharing the, in, in the success of the company long-term, mm-hmm. right? Um, but anyway, let's kind of move yeah, on. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll also share uh, a very interesting talk I watched by a lady, uh, the founder of Front on Y Combinator. She's literally talking about culture and how in their company, no one has ever left. Since they started, I don't know, it's almost five years ago, only two people have left. I think one left to do, I think, something. Another one left to to join their friend's company. And it's because of the culture they've put in. And she's explaining what, in particular, what this culture is. I think that's something amazing for everyone to watch. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the uh, final two things, uh, meritocracy over hierarchy. I think we've kind of yeah, hit this one on. Yeah, we've done it. We've yeah. just talked about this. And then humility over status. Yeah. Value of a status. Mm-hmm. The, the, these people in Tel Aviv, man, it's about it's about the kind of work you do. Mm-hmm. It's not about your Range Rover or yeah. your I don't know which weird red bottom shoes or some <laughs> other or some other like seriously kind of thing yeah. that that's how you get your status. Mm-hmm. We need to change that. Yeah, I swear to God, we are grown ups. Mm-hmm. We're out here apportioning status. Based, it's not about character. Mm-hmm. It's not about somebody saying, being, doing what they say, and and what is it? Saying what? How do you say that thing? Yeah, practice like, what you preach. Practice what you <laughs> preach. I guess is what it is. It's like you know, show up and show out, yeah. and, and just being a good citizen. Yeah. You know, uh, being reliable, doing quality work. Mm-hmm. That's what they value. Exactly. Nobody. There's never no space to drive a Range Rover in, in Tel Aviv. I don't think. <laughs> Who cares? I mean, these guys are on some other level. They're they're pursuing higher ideals Mm -hmm. and until we can really start to see that a human being is more than the shitty car they drive Mm -hmm. or you know 
until men we can stop apportioning status to things mm-hmm. and start apportioning status to character mm-hmm. and and being good for your word and doing quality work yeah. and showing up on time and just being somebody who has self respect yeah. not because of what you have mm-hmm. because of what but because of what you represent mm-hmm. yo man we are done yeah. i'm telling you you know but because if that's if you can be bought mm-hmm. if you have a, such a low price on your head mm-hmm. if there's if if, if you, there's nothing that you will actually die for mm-hmm. as mandela said somebody awesome like that said if 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 somebody hasn't found something they're willing to sacrifice for right beyond money mm-hmm. that's not somebody that's that's not somebody who deserve i think they said you don't deserve to live or something like that mm-hmm. i don't want people like that in my, in in my life and i totally agree actually when you're talking all I was thinking about is so whenever mark is starting a session with a startup one of the first things you ask them is what's your why like why why are you doing this because i of course you want to do it everyone wants to build a big company make money that's that's standard Actually, but they then build a big company but then but then you see, okay let's, let's <laughs> they don't want to build a big company then, they want to build a, a company that will buy them a range rover and give them the lifestyle yeah but that's what i mean by quote unquote yeah. big because but the first thing is questioning your why as a person for everything what's your why what 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 drives you Yeah, and once you figure that out, I think all these other things just follow. And, yeah, yeah and, and it's it's interesting because as a society we've 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 placed value on on uh what what's the word I'm looking for like uh conspicuous consumption, mm-hmm. right? We've placed value in that, right? And you know what? Uh it's it is the lowest bar of of that's not how you build that's not how you build wealth. Exactly. Right? You don't build wealth by conspicuous consumption some of the most successful people wealthy people are the ones who are most humble i feel like this is a story you read about every day you know the if it's actually just that it's exactly that yeah yeah cool mm-hmm. i mean we've gone we've covered a lot today yeah, i think and, the, the, the net of it is still a little more to yeah to cover yeah yeah i think the net of it is just basically we have to we need a cultural transformation if yeah. silicon savannah is going to achieve its potential mm-hmm. it's not going to be more capital mm-hmm. it's not going to be just experienced founders participating exactly. it's not going to be what it's not going to be more talent per mm-hmm. se it is a cultural revolution that we need exactly. right is people who are committed to the big picture people who are willing to put in before they take out mm-hmm. people who are willing to do quality work mm-hmm. we just have to have that vision mm-hmm. in our eyes in our minds eye of you know a transformed society exactly. because if that's not what we're working for what are we doing yeah people i think that that's the biggest correlation that's been missing people don't see the big how, picture yeah that's exactly it right yeah well with that we'll we'll, we'll pick up this topic again um yeah you can i think let me finish it up <laughs> we can uh please you can check impactafrica.network for more information and then uh hit us up on twitter at impact ia network tweets Yes, and also on LinkedIn at impactafrica.network. All right, cool. We'd love to hear from you. Okay. Cheers.